0: your girl Alexis Chardet, and welcome to the season 1 finale of live coaching comedians. Yes, I have been playing a character this whole season and now you're listening to my real voice. <laughs> Anyway, I just wanna say, hey, if you're watching this, you've probably listened to the whole season and I just wanna say thank you for your support. I'm honestly blown away by all the positive feedback I've gotten, support from other comedians and other fans of the comedic art itself. I wanted to save this last episode for my season finale because it's close to my heart. I am interviewing my dear friend, Jamal Coleman, I met him when I first started doing comedy, it was probably like my second or third time on stage and we clicked, he gave me some pointers, he helped me break through some barriers that I was dealing with and we became good friends, we worked on a project together, we even did a short film together and so in this episode, it had actually been a while since we talked so we're kind of catching up and you'll see that I'm totally breaking character and kind of start talking to him in my normal voice and he's just making me laugh because he's that funny. And if you're, if you're a comedian and you can make another comedian laugh, like, then you're funny because usually we laugh on the inside. (laughs) But anyway, without further nonsense, I would like to present to you again, the season one finale of life coaching comedians. Please enjoy. Hello, Jamal. Are you on the line? I am
1: here. Hello, hello, hello.
0: Well, welcome, welcome. It's so nice to see your face. I'm back. I'm
1: here. I'm, I don't know how to rhyme
0: that. <laughs> yes, tell us. Tell us a little bit about how your uh, rhyming coaching has been going. You're like the all-time West Coast rhyming coach.
1: I, I have spent a long career uh, rapping. I've been rapping since I was three years old. Uh, Freestyling since I was nine, writing since I was twelve, professionally, actively in the music business. If you say since I was sixteen, and I got a chance to teach uh, for five years in Hollywood, um, people how to rap and rhythm techniques, vocal techniques, and now I'm in the process of writing a book about it. It's going to be called uh, Flow Versus Feel, and um, I'm going to show you like how to I'm gonna Flow show
0: versus you. feel.
1: Yeah show you how to, how to feel the flow and how to get, get in the rhythm of the flow and the basics of how to rap, basically. So anybody can do it.
0: Nice, nice. So it's been a while since I've seen you, Jamal, and uh, <laughs> I know I've, I've changed a lot. You know, I uh, got my life together, and now I'm a life coach, and uh, I really enjoy it. And, you know, um, right. comedians are some of the most depressed people, and, you know, I really want to give back. Give back to my fellow comedians. So, oh, tell okay. me, tell me, tell me, what is going on in your life right now?
1: I I I was a little depressed for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I I realized that I actually, uh, I <laughs> I had a lot of things going on, and uh, with my emotions and my family, and then I had like a lot of health issues, and ultimately realized that. I had PTSD and and high anxiety. Um, So
0: did you serve in the military?
1: No, no. I just grew up in South Central Los Angeles and uh, Rancho Cucamonga.
0: (laughs) I hear it's pretty hood out there.
1: (laughs) I've been shot at more times in the Inland Empire than I ever have in L.A., that's true. Oh, wow. But um, it's just, you know... um, there's a whole thing. There's a whole movement. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was a whole movement for a while, but it was like called Are You Good or something like that. And they were just checking on black people because, or black men in particular because nobody really checks on their emotions. It's just like, be strong. You're going to be all right. And you just got to like man up even though the police are hunting us every day. Yes. So, you know, I had to learn how to get over some anxiety and PTSD. I did some therapy. I learned Transcendental Meditation um I took some medication I took recreational medication I did plant healing What kind
0: of recreational stuff you got over there Jamal
1: Uh I took a microdose of LSD um and I've taken some uh microdosing of mushrooms and I've taken large dose of mushrooms as well
0: That sounds psychedelic
1: It was It was but not like you know, I was going for the uh, deep meditation uh, and the freedom of like uh, the confines and the constructs that we were brought up in and trying to heal some trauma and stress.
0: Did you uh, happen to find yourself writing any good material during that time of that psychedelic roller coaster?
1: Hey, you'll be surprised. I wrote probably like 20 songs. I freestyle every day about something, I wrote a whole album. Uh, rap album um, Called For You And I did a short film called For You And it's uh, on the internet I, re- I put it up every Christmas Just for people who are feeling sad and down And need somebody to pep them up And um, I got lots of comedy material <laughs> um, You know A lot of material about uh, Going to the hospital And you know, and not drinking anymore And how to, I have to interact with my girlfriend Differently now And <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, um, you know, um, schisms with, between family members You know, people treat you differently when you want to change your life and eat better
0: Oh, yes, I <laughs> I know where you're coming from, Jamal Every time I go home to Oregon, they're like, oh, you're so skinny You should put on some more weight, eat a burger Or <laughs> I'm like, cold, and they're like, oh, maybe you should put on some more weight You won't be so cold, you're just so skinny
1: that that's literally exactly what everyone always says to me. Uh I go to I s I could be sitting right next to somebody at a barbecue eating a plate of food. And I could have like meat plate and the vegetable plate and the macaroni and cheese plate and the dessert plate and they'll still be like, Hey Jamal, you look hungry.
0: So you literally have four plates of food and
1: I mean, you can do that when it's your own family reunion. <laughs> you, you can't do that anywhere else. Yes. I mean, like, hometown buffet, you can get away with it, too. Nobody cares.
0: Do they even have hometown buffets anymore?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. They're, they're still out there. Hmm.
0: All right. So, uh, <clears throat> are you familiar with the, the Wheel of Life, the balanced Wheel of Life? I think I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So um, I, I think you said that you wanted to um, draw an, a subject out of the hat.
1: Yeah, I like ran
0: okay, okay. Well I yeah. got my hat here.
1: Leaning I, on the universe.
0: I am twirling my fingers around. You just let me know when to stop, okay?
1: Eeny meeny miny mo, let them fingers slow, pull it out. Let's go.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we already kind of touched on this topic, personal growth, personal growth. Sounds like you have been growing quite a bit. Do you feel that there is something in your personal growth that's holding you back right now? Something that you could do to be better? I mean, we're always growing every day. Every day is a new day.
1: You know, um... I just recently, within this last like couple weeks, I realized that I have been easily distracted for some time. Letting little things distract me. So, Like? Um, watching too much TV, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Um, so I just kind of am stepping away from all of that, spending way more time in, in nature and reading books.
0: Good. So today, did you find yourself getting distracted from any of those things?
1: I mean, yeah. Just before I hopped on here with you, I was just watching The Punisher, the new season (laughs) on Netflix.
0: I've never uh, heard of that show.
1: Oh, my God. You, You have to watch people die viciously on TV. That's what it's for.
0: So what about using those uh, channels of social media and Netflix as a way to help you grow? Maybe watching something educational or, I mean, do you like to watch other comics to help, you know, get ideas?
1: I do. I do that often. And, And I see you trying to get your life coach on. I see you, I see you, and I saw you draw the play, you know what I mean? But I got that play in my playbook. You know, I do check out Netflix, and I like I I always am studying comedians regularly. Like I, uh, that's what I do, like pretty much, to to stay on my game because you know, I like to be the best in what I do, and I can't really be the best unless I see people being their best. And I, you know, comedy is like uh, it's like track, so you have to like go to different track meets to see people run different. Oh yeah, I know.
0: I know. I was a I was a very good track runner in high school. Paige Ford still hates me for beating her in that one race.
1: Paige! Paige! Hit us up,
0: Paige. We can life coach you back to stop hating. (laughs) I think she's married with kids now.
1: That's good for her. Good for her, Paige. High fives for everybody. I don't have any kids. I'm just focusing on me. I'm my kid. (laughs) Uh, My whole thing right now is... um, to like get really focused so that when I can like uh, get a focus in the tension and awareness, I can increase those and the strength of those and I can pretty much do anything else in the world.
0: I like your style, Jamal. I feel like we got the personal growth thing going pretty well. Let's talk about something else here. That's what I'm at. That's, That's what I'm doing. Okay. Let's see. Go ahead. Tell me when to stop. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Health. Health. How are you feeling about your health right now, Jamal?
1: Let me tell you something. You see, I'm laying down in my bed right now.
0: Oh, I thought you were sitting on the couch.
1: No, no, no. I have a bed that goes up and down. With a, It's pretty really awesome. It's, <laughs> it's a dream cloud. First of all, get sleep. That's number one in health. Get sleep. You spend two-thirds of your life sleeping. sleeping. I
0: agree, I agree.
1: Do not pass. I used to be a young person that says,
0: I'll sleep when I die.
1: But then you get old and you're like, I need a fucking nap. So get sleep. Number one. Right. That's health. Secondly, I stop eating everything that does not is not real. Like, don't eat anything that doesn't actually grow from the ground or is like a real live creature that wasn't in a lab or some shit that grew up in the nature (laughs) the way it's supposed to. Like, ten thousand years ago, I just started doing paleo ish diet., mm. yes, um, and this is all new to me because I was eating out of the box McGee, I grew up on McDonald's, I'm from South central Los Angeles. We ate fat burger McDonald's, taco Bell Domino's, in like order okay uh, k f c in there too, and then on top of that eating like whatever spam burgers we could find when we were poor or whatever <laughs> Stop from everybody knows the poor people meals uh i got super sick in in february of 2016 threw up for like 14 hours had to go to the hospital they thought it was my gallbladder um ultimately found out my in, my intestines is damaged and uh i had like deficiencies in vitamins and, and a long journey of finding out that human beings don't know what the hell to eat or know anything about microflora in the gut or know anything about the gut has neurons and it is actually your second brain and it affects how you think so if you have a bad stomach ache or something it actually makes you depressed or gives you anxiety or activates your PTSD so I have to change my entire diet and stop drinking alcohol and do anything that would cause inflammation to my digestive system so that I can maximize my uh, brain power
0: how does your brain power feel now? I feel fucking amazing. Uh,
1: you, you know what? When you open your mind and then relax it, it's like um it's like lifting weights, you know. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. a lot of people feel stress in their life and they feel like they can't breathe and they're having panic attacks. It's because their all their stress is right in front of their face. When you like meditate and give it give you space, so all that shit that bothers people normally is so far away to you. You're like <laughs> I can't stop laughing.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, I learned a lot, too, in the last uh, <clears throat> four years about uh, health. You know, I got into the health and fitness industry, was a personal trainer, and I always had problems with my skin and holding a lot of stress on my upper back, right. and I started having a lot of gut issues myself, and through my education in health and fitness and nutrition, I started, too, learning about your microflora bacteria in your gut and everything that you eat that affects it and um, it's so nice to be able to talk to someone that understands because I feel like I'm always trying to explain that to other people you know especially and, when they're just trying to do something simple like lose weight and yeah. you know we have very very few choices in what we in what we make like true choices that we make every day and one of those is what we put inside of our bodies Right, and so that makes me very happy to learn that you are living a healthy lifestyle and watching what you're putting in your body.
1: Food is medicine, and it really is. It's very simple to uh, have a, a healthy diet. You don't, you know, it start small. Everybody thinks it's it's expensive to eat healthy. Start small. All you have to do: fresh herbs instead of eating processed salt and bullshit on your food. Eat a, uh, eat some more fruits and vegetables. Seventy percent fruits and vegetables, and thirty percent protein get a protein substitute from a plant it's not you eat a shake it's not tough
0: (laughs) yeah it's not that's not hard (laughs) that's
1: tough. trust
0: me it's just you got to retrain your mind and it takes you know i mean i started having those issues in my body when i was like 28 and so it's like you got to think that you it took you 28 years to ruin your gut and to start having these issues it's gonna take a long time for exactly. you to reverse everything, it's like when women have babies. It's like it took nine months for you to gain hundred pounds. Right? And they want they want the baby to come out and they snap back like, oh shit, I got my body back. Like, nah, bitch, it don't work like that.
1: Oh, uh, gotta hit that gym, son. You gotta mm-hmm. you know, that baby fat still. You know, mm-hmm. I can't really relate because I never had a baby before. But <laughs> I I kind of understand what you're saying though.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can have a baby emotionally when you go and get your girlfriend pregnant.
1: Oh, I'm trying my hardest, but you know. She keeps dodging me. She keeps dodging me. Speaking
0: of relationships.
1: Is that what's next?
0: Yes. So tell me, so tell me, why is she dodging the dick?
1: (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, um, We have an immaculate uh, sexual relationship. Um, Our relationship. You know, uh, when you find somebody that you love and that loves you, it's a reflection of who you are. And it's the best way to grow and and have personal growth and and understand who you are because you have a witness of your behaviors and your uh, thought process and somebody who knows your moods and, you know, through your hormones or lack of eating or bad sandwich or, you know, whatever the hell the case may be. And on top of that, all the person that somebody actually cares about, your thoughts and feelings and um, dreams and all that, that's always cool. Um, My personal relationship, for me, has been like an evolution of finding out what I want uh, in a partner or what I think I want in a partner. And um, (laughs) it's been an awesome journey. And so far... I'm extremely happy.
0: (laughs) How long have you guys been together now?
1: Uh, We just
0: had uh, four years.
1: We're going into the fifth year. Our anniversary is like in six days.
0: I hope you got that right. And I hope she's not in the room listening right now.
1: She's probably (laughs) in the door right now, about to fall through the door. No, no, I think I got it right. I'm pretty sure I got it right. That's good, that's good. But I got to I, I mix it up because, uh, you know, her birthday is in February, too, so I'm like, it's like, for me, it's Christmas, anniversary, Valentine's Day, her birthday, and then shoot me. Be, I'm <laughs> broke. That's after taxes. That's all the taxes there.
0: Oh, you get, yeah, You you know, you got to get fly after the... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the personal tax return Chad, comes no. through
1: I'm just joking. she I can she'll be happy with weed so um <laughs>
0: <laughs> back to the recreational drugs Lizzie. I see
1: Yeah I mean yeah that's a big thing man I'm, I I uh, I've always been um an advocate about um natural health I never was raised that cannabis was bad both of my parents used cannabis for various reasons and hemp soaps and whatever i grew up organic and so uh but it's not (laughs) not food i didn't grow that until later but um uh (laughs) very ignorant but i don't know why but
0: uh so you had incense essential oils all the homeopathic medicines but you ate shit food
1: yeah i mean my grandmother was like she had many, many natural remedy books and had all the, you know, the aloe vera in the yard and all that stuff, but we ate slave food still. We still ate. You know, she mm. she made pitlins in the same kitchen that she had the aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, a mentality that people, uh, unfortunately, like, uh, southern black people from in my family, anyway, um, have for a very long time, and then they translated that mentality to Compton and now they just have like a Compton mentality where it's like we just stay in the city we don't even go to the beach we live in LA I've never been to the beach in 10 years
0: yeah that's that's crazy I've met a lot of people when I lived in LA that had never been to the beach or it's like people that live in upstate New York or New Jersey and they've never been to New York City
1: there's a lot of people that's the um it's
0: in their bubble
1: well it's that's the that's that's the programming of living in a city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I kind of got out a little bit, you know. I had to, I, I had to move from L.A. All that had to do with my health and my mental health, and and uh, you know, eating food and organic, natural, farm-to-plate food too, and not getting away from food that had uh, that was toxic to me or giving me issues. Um, you know, I developed a bunch of food allergies all of a sudden I grew, I never had. So I'm like, you know, I have to get out of the toxic city and breathe fresh air, drink some clean water, get some farm to play food, eat organically, learn how to cook for myself and stop buying all this crap that was overexpensive and (laughs) undernutritioned and um, get away from a lot of people. Because a lot of people's energy um, is really easy for human beings to to adapt to other people's energy, you know, yeah. We kind of like a chameleons in that way, you know just, you can kind of think about it like school spirit, you know, where you might go to the gym like, "Fuck this thing, it's gonna be dumb. and next thing you know you're cheering for the damn high school and shit like oh my God, I just had so much fun at the Pep rally because you had school spirit, and people kind of get invoked with that spirit sometimes with different events or energies and there's in a city like LA where everybody hates where they live and they hate their job. And hey, so much money they make. No matter where they are, like you could be in Beverly Hills and wish you were in Malibu, and then when Malibu burns down, you wish you were some, some Calaba Whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a lot that, of negativity a lot of negativity so mm-hmm. i had to move by somewhere where there was some water moving some so i can get the negative ions i did some fresh air some fresh water some clean food and so i decided to move out to portland i moved out to portland the suburbs of actually i moved to vancouver um in washington state right across the river so i go to back and forth both cities and do comedy in the pacific northwest now um currently solidifying some uh rooms and booking dates and you know kind of stretching my legs out here i'm doing all clean material in 2019 just working out some new stuff and
0: um now by clean meaning new stuff or you're going clean comedy now
1: both i'm doing new material and doing clean comedy this year um strictly I, I I I kind of I challenge myself to do it. I don't know how long I'll keep it up, but <laughs> I challenge myself to do it. Do you catch separate. Do
0: you catch yourself like almost breaking the clean comedy?
1: No, I'm just I I'm surprising myself by staying clean. So yeah. I I just keep going. I just keep going and seeing like you know right now I'm you know I'm doing thirty forty five minute sets of clean material and I'm like I mean I already had. You know, thirty, forty minutes of clean material, but I'm doing all new material off clean, and I'm feeling really good about it. So it's kind of cool, and um, you know, I, I keep put, I keep extending it and pushing it up because you know it, it seems to be working out. So it it rhymes. It rhymes. Going clean in 2019. It rhymes.
0: So I just, <laughs> I just think... going clean in 2019 with Jamel right. Coleman.
1: I mean that's the thing. I'm pushing it anyway.
0: i mean, it's Do you just... find yourself being able to get more gigs with the Clean Comedy? Like it does it open up more opportunities for you?
1: Um yeah. I uh, I would say it open up more opportunities. I can get just as many bookings, but I think I can make more money being cleaner. And it's like, you know, every time you do uh, a TV credit you add a zero. <laughs> And then, every time you get you do clean materials, like adding a zero, so you gotta you can kinda
0: well i mean yeah, look at will Smith and Sinbad and exactly the legends
1: you get you get a, a larger demographic is all it is that's ultimately that's where. pretty it, much
0: you're just you're you're getting all the white the white audience now
1: old white people that's old what white. you get you don't curse you <laughs> get <laughs> old people who have money and that's yes to take it from them
0: i had a, a sh- an open mic that i did not too long ago at um ron bronson's house of comedy in scottsdale okay. and i didn't know what to expect i'd never been there before but it, it's called a uh, every tuesday or not every tuesday but once a tuesday every month they do this thing called uh, bingo and bruise right okay and it's a bunch of old people getting fucked up playing bingo Okay. And how they play bingo is they have a comedian go up for three minutes and they have to heckle the comedian to say one of the words on the cards. Wow. And that's how they get their their bingo.
1: That's abusive.
0: <laughs> it was hilarious, let me tell you. And so uh, in the middle of the show, they had comics go up and, you know, do five minutes. And so I went up there and I was really nervous because I had already kind of prepped what I was going to say. And I was like, I don't really know if this is how this is going to fly with this crowd because it's, it's got so. <laughs> and there was this girl that went on behind me and she said something, made this joke and was like getting dick down. And everyone just started laughing really hysterically. And I was like, Oh yes, I, I can say dick down. It'll work. <laughs> it will work. So I stuck with my original material and I did pretty well. Pretty well.
1: High fives.
0: Yeah. Fives. I, was, I was happy. I never uh,
1: I don't I don't really care if material lands or not anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely helped me uh, kind of get over that fear. I mean, there's only been like one time where I bombed really awful and it was I think I was with you when that happened. <laughs> I think it was. Too- yeah, <laughs> I think I was with you when that happened. And you're like, you should wear your hair up and start wearing glasses and don't be so sexy. And then maybe they'll laugh more. The bitches don't like you.
1: <laughs> i mean I, i'm not I'm, you weren't
0: wrong either i took your advice very seriously and i never i never bombed again <laughs>
1: well that's awesome knock on it,
0: wood hopefully i don't it, bomb tomorrow yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. bombing is fun too it yeah. is fun it is fun too that's how you find out if material doesn't work or how you need to well punch
0: it. It, it frustrated me because it was material that i knew killed
1: I mean, at the same time, what I learned in comedy is no joke lands a hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. you, even if it's ninety nine percent, it's that one percent where you're like, "Damn, that kills! Why is no one fucking laughing? <laughs> no one is laughing." But you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm I have creative Tourette's, so if you don't laugh, I have ten more jokes after that there's mm-hmm. no problem uh you're I'm gonna get you you're, I'm gonna get you I'm gonna...
0: I love that you just said creative Tourette's I was doing some uh new material um because like kind of like how you've been going through I've, I mean well we have the same birthday right it's hard it's hard to stay in character with you because you're such an old friend <laughs> Like, I can't even stay in character. <laughs> so we're just going to go with this. Um, I, I was doing, like, some, you know, self-reflecting or whatever. And so I did, I've, I have this whole bit that I've been working on about, like, um, you know, looking into yourself and trying to be better and how things that happen to you are a reflection of yourself and all this shit. And so I was at this one point I was just super frustrated because I was just getting all these like horny guys that were like hitting on me all the time and saying the most inappropriate things ever of and I'm like that's because I say the most inappropriate things all the time I have like inappropriate not politically correct Tourette's where I'm always... <laughs> I turn everything into that's what she said or,
1: that's what he said <laughs> I mean, I feel like most population does because that, that joke is so popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you hear it at work where nobody's supposed to be saying that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's getting sexual harassment complaints no. when you do it That's when she said joke when you definitely should I'm,
0: not. I'm be- I'm honestly surprised that I have not gotten fired for sexual harassment yet. Like I've literally I sexually harass everybody. I love making people feel uncomfortable.
1: You're dumb. That's what I'm it- <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I my material now. Um, after being sick and everything and thinking I was gonna die and not even coming close, <laughs> my whole my whole take now is like you know I kind of I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of taking this Bill Murray approach where it's just like you know, just make have the best time possible with random people, and not really care nothing really matters anymore this is comedy is the snapchat of entertainment it's a one off it's a you know this moment is not for tomorrow it's for right now we're going to have a blast and whether i use material or not whether we do crowd work whether we sing songs all night whether i freestyle rap whether you know, we sit down and have a serious moment and talk about the ills of the world, or political, or we go crazy and talk about aliens abducting black people and replanting <laughs> them with white people to build. Why well, the-
0: only black people, though?
1: I'm just making shit up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It, 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 you know, that's what the art of comedy is for. Is to just kind of extrapolate on that what ifs. You know, and that's, I feel like um, it's the greatest gift that we have to kind of take your imagination and, and warp it so much uh, that other people will relate to it. And you can almost create a new reality like that, where we kind of have this shared reality. Like, we all see this picture that we're talking about that isn't there, but we all see it and are laughing at this. That's, yeah. That's, that is, like, one of the best connections you could ever have with a human being to me.
0: I agree. Or just being able to say the things that other people are thinking that they don't right.
1: want to say. like. So, n- now, my material Oh,
0: my is, God, Brittany! You said it! <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking my
1: material, of it. <laughs> my material is based on that concept of, of now is, like, you know, what people are not... what are thinking or not saying but are doing and complaining about other people doing too. Like I'm doing bits about people complaining. Everybody complains, I complain, but I'm doing a bit about how people should stop complaining. And I give them like a remedy of how to stop complaining. And I'm like, you gotta go, you know, the bit is like, you know, I keep hearing people complain and we live in the best time to be alive. There's nothing to be complaining about. Like you literally can go on your phone and be like, okay, Google titties and titties will pop up. (laughs) There's, there's nobody bugs off trees. You know they're delicacies now. You, you you can buy you know grasshoppers with chocolate on them. You don't have to get them off a tree. Like everybody is good now. There's nothing to complain about. You know. If you're complaining, this is what you need to do. You need to go down to like your local Walmart or TJ Maxx or some shit. You get your old school boombox. You get your analog tape. You want to get you some some scented candles. You want to get you some incense. You want to get you some um, bath beads, right? And then you want to take all that shit to the house. You're going to run your bath. Put the bath beads in. Light the incense. Get the candles going. Put your tape inside the boombox. You want to put all your complaints on that tape. It's going to record all your complaints on side a pop. Flip it over, put it on side, but you put all your complaints on there, record, 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 complain, complain, pop. You'll fill up that tape, right? you gonna turn around, boom, push play on it, hop in the tub, you're gonna listen to these complaints. You're gonna be in the instance, you're gonna listen to the complaints, it's gonna turn over, pop, you're gonna listen to the complaints on the other side, you're gonna hear all these complaints. You're gonna listen to them. You're sitting in your tub, you're just sucking in and the, the, the smell good, you're gonna be there in the, all, the, the, the instance, it's gonna be just in there, you're gonna listen to all the complaints. When the last complaint is over, you wanna take that radio, you gotta throw it in the tub and kill yourself (laughs) what are you complaining for
0: oh my gosh but if it's battery operated then (laughs) (laughs) I feel
1: like most school boxes.
0: I feel like most boomboxes are battery operated (laughs)
1: That's what I got coming for you. That's what I sort of got. It. <laughs> it's a joke. Those are jokes apart. They're supposed to be laughed at and thrown joke, but extrapolated to purposes. All right,
0: one more topic before before we go.
1: I have a lot of new relationship material, too. You do? Of course.
0: All right, finances. Finances.
1: Well, you know, there's there's a lot of lessons that I've learned about finances. And How's
0: your credit score, Jamal?
1: It's it's better than it was. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Lexington Law. Shout out to Lexington Law. Uh, and I recently paid off a few of my student loans. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's all I have is student loans, fucking student loans. This is what I'm going to tell you. Anybody who's listened to this that's young fuck college. Go get a, sh- a trade and a job that's going to pay you. Become an electrician or some shit like that. Don't go to college. There's Don't a like-
0: nationwide shortage in construction trades right now, too, and they make so much money.
1: They make so much money. Go learn that shit. Fuck college. It's, it's it's a debt trap that you can't buy a house because of it later. That's it. Nobody pays off student loans. It's a debt trap. Nobody does it. It's It's the only thing that doesn't come off of your debt, your credit, even if you have uh, bankruptcy So don't get student loans Don't do it Go get a trade um, <clears throat> um, Save money <laughs> In case of <laughs> a rainy day Please do this It has helped me all year long I was able to move to another state From saving money um, Also uh, What I've learned is I ha- I am uh, a, a bit compulsive. I, I'm. I'm a compulsive person. So I'm like. I'm the dude who stands at the uh the the aisle while I'm checking in all my food out at the aisle, and looks at the rack and buys three of the things on the rack, like candy bars and waters. Like no reason to. I'm just compulsive.
0: That's so, why they do that, though. That's why they're blue and red and yellow and orange
1: they're for me they're just jamal here's your here's your place here's your, you want a magazine that you'll never read get it right get it get it you need it <laughs> like it that's me i can't you know so i don't handle my money anymore get somebody else to handle your money oh, for so you. so what you're
0: saying is you have a pimp now
1: no, I'm saying you can get a financial advisor. You can leave your money in the bank. You can freeze your credit cards in the freezer.
0: Or your girlfriend holds all the money. Or like, you can, Baby, let, let me have five dollars real quick.
1: More responsible. And she's gonna be like,
0: "What do you need that five dollars for, Jamal?"
1: She can keep all my money. I don't care. <laughs> Please take <laughs> it all. Keep all the lights on because I will fuck around and stop at home. And I will buy weed on the way home and be like, "Oh, did we need twenty dollars for what?" Ah. ah. <laughs> I postmates Postmates for seventeen hours. <laughs> no. Uh, also, what I've also learned about um, um, spe- specifically for entertainers, a lot of people believe that you have to um, be like this starving artist and sleep on couches and live in your car and do all these things to make it, and that's ignorant because I watched all my life. All the dope dealers take all their money that they saved up and then go get studio time and pick records that were better than all the better the people that was out freestyling and couldn't get any money to go do any skills. So you can actually work a nine to five job, get your money up and go buy your dreams. You don't have to like starve and sit and sleep in your car and do all that shit. That shit, those days are over. Mm-hmm. All right. People were doing that to get past gatekeepers and to reach a larger audience or, or reach uh, tastemakers. makers. And you can do that shit from your living room now, so you know you don't have to do that anymore. Go get a fucking job, so you can buy a camera, so you can buy keep your internet on, so you can buy an iPhone, so you can get your uh, Booty Loops <laughs> and make your beats. <laughs> so you know, so you can get a, you know a GoPro or whatever the fuck you need. To produce your own shit and make your own shit. Cause at the end of the day, um, whatever industry you're in, you know, it's it's music business, show business, where well, the last word is always business. And you need to be the business person and handle your business or your business will handle you.
0: Ooh, I like
1: that. Yeah. And then the hand with the handle you, I'm looking at my mm. own picture. Yeah. <laughs> This is what salt looks like when you're picking it up. That's what it beauty. looks like
0: when you grab a titty. Yeah.
1: This is like <laughs> that's the smallest titty in the world.
0: <laughs> it's now,
1: um, right now, um the only the last thing I can say specifically for comedians is know your value and know your worth. A lot of people want you to do free shit. A lot of people are like I'll pay you for I'll pay you in stage time. That's not a that's not a payment. I can't put no gas on my car with stage time.
0: This <laughs> is <sound> like me.
1: <laughs> if you if you need uh, for stage time, go to an open mic. If you're really desperate, buy yourself a fucking karaoke machine and practice your jokes at home with a stool and a microphone. Okay, for real, for <laughs> you real. don't need to go to the open mic where nobody's listening to you anyway. You can practice at home. Okay. Save your money um, and make your money. You know, know what you're worth. If you've been doing comedy X amount of times, you ain't bombed for X so long. You got a TV credit. You've been grinding, you know, relationship you opened up for, you featured for, you hosted for, you performed at these places. Know your worth. How long have you been doing that? Well, then, fuck, yeah, you deserve that. And get the money. Always get the money. Always get the money. When people be like, I got drink tickets, be like, I'll take the money that those drinks would have cost it. Get the money. Get the money. And I'll tell you what Toby Hicks told me. <clears throat> shout out to Toby Hicks. If they don't have the money and they're going to give you something for free, no matter what it is, take that shit. <laughs> 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 if you already ate and they gave you a bunch of barbecue, take it home. Just take it. Just, just take Even if you throw it away later, give it to somebody homeless or whatever. It's free shirts. Get it. Get it take it. Because <laughs> They've been robbing comedians for
0: de-
1: decades. Yeah. <laughs> so get whatever you can get. Get
0: it. Definitely. I feel like this was like a life coaching duo. You're like life coach number two. I mean,
1: like <laughs> we're, we're all reflections of each other. You know? so, yeah. And, you know, we're we're all um, we're all pieces of sparkles from the same beam of light.
0: Yeah. I love I seeing that you look healthy and you're doing so well. And
1: uh, Vitamins. Uh, yeah. you, know, you know what? I had to learn about the basics, man. Nobody teaches us anything. Nobody teaches us anything, man. You have to have the four ums. The potassium, sodium, magnesium, and the other um that I'm forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> Calcium? <laughs> Calcium! Cal- you gotta have the four ums. And, you know, nobody tells you that, you know, um, nobody tells you that what leaky gut is and all the bullshit you eat in the Western diet is actually the worst shit for your body to oh, eat. Yeah, and- I,
0: know. I have so many friends that come from different countries and they come here and they're like, ah, I gained all this weight. I have All of a sudden they are having all these problems just after like a month of them being here, you know,
1: they they're killing us. They're killing us. And it's an experiment. But it's OK because people are starting to awaken and get enlightened. Stay woke. A- they woken, awoken. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: awoken so, yourself, brother.
1: I'm woke. I'm so caffeined.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, next time I come up to Oregon, which I need to be going up soon to visit my family, I'm gonna have to come see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please come,
1: come visit me and my lady. Come on, Henga. How's your How's your daughter doing? Is she like 25 now? <laughs>
0: right. No, she's eight now. Eight. And she's a little thespian herself. I'm trying to get her into uh, acting. Okay. She okay. wants to do cheerleading. Okay. I'm like, all right, I'll let you do cheerleading for a little bit. But you're going to do acting or dance or something. But And she has an amazing voice, too. I catch her singing sometimes when she's like right. in the shower and she doesn't think I'm listening. And she sounds very Disney. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean I wouldn't uh take her to Disney. I feel like they're evil, but you know you do you baby
0: No, I'm not gonna take her to Disney. I'm saying she sounds Disney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, Disney I love you, hire me for all the Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, uh no. I I think I think she's she's got a lot of personality, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, she got she's a superstar, man. Whatever she wants to do, she's you know, she whatever she wants to do, she can she's going to do it period <laughs> um, and i and I pray and bless her, amen. how did you do, okay, all right so many I've been trying to find more ways to get more balanced and more centered, so um I can stay calmer and stay more focused on what I want to do and get stronger I've been doing yoga
0: <laughs> can you do a handstand yet
1: but no I uh, no. <laughs> no, no to. I tore my shoulder I've had a really unhealthy few years <laughs> <laughs> all my joints hurt I changed my entire diet you yeah. know um I'm just now starting to um like getting to working out and stuff like that and and you know me and my girlfriend we uh Challenged each other to do yoga every week, so we battle. We battle instead of blaming the other for not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to? I said I wanted to do it, but you say you didn't, so now we're not doing this. Your fault, That <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm doing it today, whether you want to do it or not. I'm gonna be winning, though. If you don't, then you'll have to. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, not in my house. <laughs> i to find the shortest yoga video I can find and do it
0: now. <laughs> you guys got a system. that's working. It works. You, you got to
1: find the system that works. You got to find somebody that stokes your fire. You got to find a way to stoke your own fire. A lot of people, especially in this time and age with all the negativity and the division of the nation and the world, it's very hard to find happiness and joy. Sometimes it, all it takes is just stirring the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Stir the Kool-Aid
0: of life. I like to drink the Kool-Aid of life.
1: I mean, I don't drink that shit. It has no vitamins. (laughs) It'll quit the fuck out of your thirst. The sugar's bad for you. It's cancerous. But but stirring it is... Have you
0: tried monk fruit yet? What the fuck is monk fruit? So monk fruit is this uh, sugar replacement. And it's it's an actual fruit. And it's granulated like sugar and it became very popular for the um, autism society like where you know you know boys have autism and they try not to get them to get on the sugar because it causes them to act erratic and stuff like that so um, it became popular in that community but it doesn't spike your blood sugar it um, has doesn't spike your insulin or anything and it has like no calories in it and it tastes just like sugar i use it for everything now
1: wow Mm-hmm. So, Mon-
0: like, uh, my daughter loves yogurt, so I'll, right. I'll go and I'll get, like, the Greek yogurt with the least amount of natural sugar in it, like, four grams, plain, right. and I'll get fresh raspberries, and I wash my raspberries, get all the pesticides out of them, and then I use the monk fruit and stir it up, and it tastes just like the sweetest raspberry yogurt you can get anywhere.
1: Damn, that's flavor. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, you Mon- can get Kool-Aid with that.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: Sweetener yeah. iced tea with it, or I mean, I put up my coffee. I did all my um, Christmas goodies with it this year. Like I did, like this lactose free, sugar free cheesecake, and no one could tell the difference. It was bomb. Oh
1: God, I want that recipe.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Wait, did you say? Oh man, sugar free, lactose free.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just daydreaming about <laughs> it. You take like five, six, seven years. Uh, just started eating ice cream again, and yeah. uh, it's uh, Ben and Jerry's. Shout out to Ben and Jerry's for making almond milk ice cream. I love oh, it. Oh, there's
0: so many like dairy-free type ice creams out there now. It's amazing.
1: I'm just now learning. I didn't have these problems. I, I you know, I, I, I went. I didn't know what was going on. I had all the allergy tests. I'm not allergic to dairy. I just have an intolerance. But sometimes I'm. Do highly sensitive sometimes I'm not and some cheeses I can eat some I can't so now I'm like on olive oil butter (laughs) (laughs) you know have you uh, tried
0: Kerrygold butter
1: no but uh, I'm going to try ghee next
0: well yeah ghee is good but Kerrygold it's it's a Irish butter and it comes from a grass fed cow
1: oh I've heard of this
0: it's bomb it's so good
1: I have heard of this I heard about this last week actually
0: yeah they make cheese too
1: I, I don't know yet, man. I don't know if I'm really ready to try real dairy because it it hurts so much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's Small so, doses.
1: It's so uncomfortable.
0: And I, I then, can eat
1: a tablespoon without like dying.
0: Well, have you ever um, used the amino acid glutamine, L-glutamine?
1: I, I just wrote that down, too. Uh,
0: so, um... Have that on deck. It's like a powder, and you mix it with your water. It's tasteless, but you can right. mix it with your water. So have that on deck, like buy some. So when right. you do try dairy or certain things, um, it will help um, kind of clean everything out. It actually helps repair your gut lining. That's what it's made for. But it's also an amino acid that a lot of bodybuilders use for recovery from exercise because it helps you become less sore the day after you work out. Right. Um, so like whenever I have an upset stomach, I'll just throw a couple scoops, like 10 grams, 10 milligrams into like a water and drink it. And it soothes my stomach. It's like better than Tums or Pepto-Bismol.
1: Okay. Can can you mix it with other shit?
0: Yeah, I just mix it with water because it doesn't taste like anything.
1: I know, but I want to put like like a lemon ginger kind of drink together. Oh, yeah, it. for sure. Yeah, you can do
0: that. Okay. Yeah. I might have to work that out.
1: That's like, that's my Kool-Aid. <laughs> real lemon, lemon ginger
0: glutamineade.
1: Glutamineade.
0: <laughs> glutamineade. <laughs> Yo, you should bottle that up and like make a label everything and everything, be like Jamal's glutamade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. G- that G- would sell a lot in Oregon. All those hipsters <laughs> would be on that
1: juice. What's <laughs> <laughs> the Jamal's glue juice? <laughs> bottle that up. That it's it it I, okay you documented it we got it recorded yeah so, we got it I, I think I can I'm gonna hit this button is that does this there's something you I'm,
0: heard it here first on uh, life coaching comedians would oh, get a heart
1: <laughs> there is we gonna do this one too there we go <laughs> yeah. we agree we agree or. Or else.
0: <laughs> I didn't even I, know that was a thing.
1: I thought he was punching his hand. Like, he was going to fuck you up if you if you fucked it up. But he was, like, like that was, like, the slow clap. Like, Didn't you bo- say
0: that you turned on, like, subtitles earlier?
1: I did. I, I, I don't...
0: <laughs> yes. I don't know how you did that, either.
1: I did this. I pushed this little plus button. And then I did subtitles on.
0: Oh. Uh, and-
1: you can't see my subtitles
0: well mine say they're turning on now oh (laughs) that's pretty cool
1: yeah so that's how that works I think
0: (laughs) I might have to use that for my next podcast recording
1: I'll do that then I'm going to turn mine off, turn those off, and uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> turn my love. <laughs> it's not very good at a uh, dictation.
1: No. <laughs> it not even close.
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, I, I like your I like the concept of your life coaching. Um, There's a lot of uh, good knowledge to be had and shared.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, it's it's hard to stay in character with you. <laughs> um,
1: I watched the character you sent me, and I just started dying. She's it's a good gonna
0: to
1: up. She's gonna try to keep this up.
0: <laughs> no, I did with my other ones so far. I'm not. I even like all this that we're saying right now. I'm just gonna leave it on the podcast episode. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> care. But do you like the chair spin? It's like. Welcome, (laughs) and then I'm gonna like as I go every episode I'm gonna find a different scarf and maybe like a brooch, a brooch.
1: Yeah, Yeah, get your fashion on. Sorry, maybe a
0: hat, do like an old lady type.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll look like Carmen Sandiego.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: I have a big ass hat. And a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Where am I at now?
0: <laughs> oh, that's too awesome. God, I'm in San Diego. Um,
1: you're in Arizona now. I am. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you do shows out there?
0: Yes. So I just started performing again last summer. Okay. Um, It was my goal to get back up get back up on stage before my birthday and um I had a really really good um applause at the end like I was I was so nervous because it had been so long you know like when you get in the routine of going all the time like you I mean I feel like you always get nervous every time but it was just like built up because it had been so long and um I thanked everyone after I was done. I was just like, you know, thank you for the warm welcome. It it had been like, I don't know, three or four years since I had been up on stage. Right. And the guy that ran the show, this is at Tempe Improv, he um, pulled me aside afterwards. And he was like, so why, why have you been waiting so long? Like, why three years? And I kind of told him my story on how I came out here to help take care of my family and just didn't even know there was a comedy scene out here. And he was just like he just was giving me all this positive feedback and he was just like yo like you have such a great cadence like as soon as you stepped up on stage like everyone wanted to hear what you had to say he's like your timing was perfect you have such a strong voice and he's like you could appeal to so many different audiences and I was just kind of like taken back by this like you know he's busy running the show and he took the time to pull me aside and give me all this positive feedback. And, and he's like, you need to keep doing it. And I'm like, all right, all right. So that's, that moment has just kind of stuck with me. And so I keep pushing to do it. And um, I always wanted to do a podcast. And, you know, being being a single mom, working full time, you know, evenings are my time that I really want to spend with my daughter. So, you know, I make it a goal to at least try to get up a couple times a month. But I figured my podcast would be my way to reach more audiences get to work with other comedians. And when I do go to other shows, I'm talking to other comedians. The The um, community of comedians here is a lot different than Los Angeles. It's a lot yeah. more supportive. It's not as much competition, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so there was this one show that I did, and um, I just, like, I didn't know anyone there. And nobody was really talking to me. And I went up and I did my my turn on stage and I came down and like six comedians ran up to me afterwards. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We didn't know that you were a comic, like and they're Mm. all just like embracing me, telling me I had a great set, asking me where I was from, like why they hadn't seen me before. And it was it was almost overwhelming. I was like, Oh, this is this is pretty cool. So it's been really fun getting to know all the different comics out there.
1: That's good, man. I like the scene out there. I did a couple shows out there. I like Arizona a lot. I like Tempe, um, Great. Um, yeah. I like Scottsdale, but there's a lot of shows out there. Um, it's just hot out there, man. It's throw-up hot out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just go out there. <laughs> And, yeah, I like to go to comedy shows too. Sometimes to see you know different headliners and people that have been doing it for a while, and it's so funny because like every time there's a comic that comes here that's not from Arizona, that's like the fir- like and it's the summertime. That's like the first thing they always joke about the heat. <laughs> it's sure. like,
1: sure.
0: it's like all right, we've heard it all before. <laughs> right.
1: That's me. We've heard. Uh, I, I, if you get a chance to see a headliner perform, try to see him. Do multiple or her, uh, do multiple shows. Do you know, watch their same set over the course of a weekend and see how they change it, alter it? And that's kind of like magical in itself. Or if you see the, you know, if you can't see the Friday show and then see the Sunday show, yeah. see how different they are
0: <laughs> from yeah. Friday to Sunday, <laughs>
1: how excited they are on Friday, and how like I'm about to go on Sunday,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like ready to leave. <laughs> you
1: know, watch the delivery, or you know, depending on like, the comedian, you know see how consistent they are, how loose or tight or whatever. Sometimes Sunday shows are a little more conservative. Um, or if they even do a Sunday show, it might be the second Saturday show like where he's off the hook because it's party time, 10 p.m. show on a Saturday. So if you get a chance.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Anybody else listen, do that because that's how you see some really cool development when you see the pros do the working bits out <laughs> over mm-hmm. a week. For sure. Do
0: it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast, Jamal. Thanks for having me. You should uh, check out the same website I did, so you can get your life coaching license, and we can be a team.
1: What? So okay, you, <laughs> you have a real life. <laughs> no. Life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need the link. I'll do it right now. (laughs) Hilarious. Hilarious.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, well, it's been fun. Let's keep in touch.
1: Absolutely. When you hit Oregon, let me know, man. We'll do some shows.
0: Yeah. And um, I'm going to be doing seasons. So I'm working on season one right now. So I'll invite you back for season two.
1: I'll be back.
0: Maybe we'll... uh, have You and another comedian, and we'll just like tag team one comedian.
1: <laughs> Let's do it,
0: it'll be fun. <laughs> All right, my friend, take care.
1: Bye bye, have bye
0: fun. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed it Best believe I'm coming back with the season 2 I'm going to be recording that this summer So if you're a comedian And you would like to be a part of the project Or if you know a funny comedian Hit me up LifeCoachingComedians.com Or LifeCoachingComedians at gmail.com um, I'm also totally open to collaborating with artists um, Big shout out to my cousin M. Status, a.k.a. Young Stats, for providing all the awesome beats for season one. And also big shout out to my girl, Drea Da Vinci, for hooking up my comedians with some dope t-shirts. And I want to shout out to my comedian friends that helped me with the little podcast brain farts and stuff I had to deal with. And my boy, Jeff Fong, for always brainstorming with me when I have cool ideas. He helped me come up with with the name. He always gets my mind ticking. So cheers to season one. Oh, product placement. Kyla, hard kombucha. Replace your beer with it. If you're trying to be gluten-free, it's good. (laughs) But I just want to thank everyone again for all the love and support. And I'll be seeing you in season two. Have a good one, y'all.